0: This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having Richard and Eric, our international friends, running Aleco strength equipment. And we are going to do this podcast today together. We're going to set the bar high. We're going to be kind to each other. I'm going to do more of what makes us all stronger. That is the abridged version of the Aleco mission statement. So guys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be with Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. So we had uh, one of your uh, one of your uh, chiefs in uh, in the U.S. uh, in our Halo Academy, Hillis uh, Lake. We think very highly of him. He's an avid listener to our podcast, so I wanted to give him a quick shout out and thank him for setting us up. Um, So you guys want to just kind of talk about how the company got started, and um, you know that kind of was built out of a personal frustration, and then you know you guys have both interesting backgrounds. I don't want to. Kind of dovetailing to I mean, we, as we uh, as
1: we go through the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we're like, we're a Swedish-based uh, company. So, and and we've been in the in the industry for more than sixty years, doing uh, making strength uh, equipment. And the company was founded actually earlier than that, uh, back in the nineteen twenties. So, uh, making electrical appliances. Uh, but in the in the fifties, there was a weightlifter working in a factory, and he at the time saw a need to make a, a, a weightlifting bar. That could last an entire competition uh, so that was that that, that was really the, the, the entry into the, the the fitness and the health and the sports industry uh, developing the bar at that time uh, launched it at the world championships in in stockholm and since then we we are, we we've been supplying the international sports uh, competitions with the strength equipment weightlifting powerlifting equipment uh, over a thousand world records, more than forty world championships in in both uh, uh, powerlifting and, and and weightlifting. So that's we come from from really come from from professional lifting and has uh, moved into uh, more of the fitness and uh, and uh, the health industry in the last uh, I would say twenty years.
0: Great, and Richard, you spent your time some time in the hospitality industry worldwide. So talk about your background.
2: Yeah, um, I have. I mean, that, that's my background in, in operations. Um, and, uh, and like uh, I think Eric said, I mean, it's been in our family. The company's been in our family for around 25, close to 30 years now. and uh, But I didn't really have a, a, an idea of going into the family business at the time. Uh, I wanted to get I was I, I was and I still am very passionate about customer service and 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 caring for people and I'm uh, and and uh, uh, I started my career in in hotels, I've done everything and you can possibly imagine from uh, from an uh, in in hotel continue my education there went to uh, Cornell University where I took my master's in uh, hospitality and focus specifically on health and wellness and spa and spa resort uh, i was very passionate about destination spa concepts where where people go and make transitional lifestyle changes in in uh, in uh, uh, over a number of weeks or something like that uh, that led me to uh, pursuing a couple of options uh, uh, pursuing a few um, uh, opportunities in asia so i was in uh, Thailand for uh, a couple of years with a company called Six Senses, uh, where I was spa and fitness director. Uh, moved on to China with the Ritz Carlton for a few years as well. I was opening uh, opening spa resorts in in China and and uh, managing fitness centers. Uh, so my my experience has been on the on the um, operation side. So I have that I understand the challenges that a lot of operators are are looking into. So and then you know, moved what, into which what,
0: Yeah. No, I I think what's interesting about your background is, you know, we, we preach to the health and fitness operators that, you know, they own, they own a health club and they have a relationship with these members. A lot of the reason why those members are there is because they have a personal connection with someone. And when you go into a four seasons, you're going to a Ritz-Carlton, you know, I don't know what kind of software database they have, or they just have people that like have been ingrained to actually care, or they started out caring and now they just got even better at it. I was just in a Mm -hmm the Fairmont hotel. And you know, there's people that work there that say, Hey, Mr. Moore, how, how you doing? I'm like, I've, I've never met you. I haven't spoken to you. So somebody told yeah. them that that guy in 19 is Mr. Moore. And he works with the group at exhale. So the, the amount of work they do kind of on like the traditional CRM side, if we were able to do that in the health club industry, you know, maybe your background, maybe leads you to think that we can do that, you know, maybe having your products in there, but knowing that that's how you think, you know, has some connectivity.
2: I, I agree 100% with you, Peter. I mean, that, it's so important. And, and especially in, in uh, I mean, Ritz Carlton had this, you know, the three steps of service. The first one was a warm and sincere greeting, use the guest's name. Because there's nothing more important to, to anybody than their name. Uh, and if you're able to have a system for this, because I mean, am I, my, I myself, I'm a horrible person at remembering names. But... Rich Carlton had a system for it of how to actually remember someone's name. You're looking it up and you're constantly using it. It, it creates a very unique experience then, I think. And it's, it's absolutely something that we should be much better at in the, in the fitness industry as well.
0: Yeah. So Eric, what was it like for uh, you guys to feel um, that, that there was a succession plan, um, you know, growing up around the business and then, you know, knowing eventually you were going to take it over? Um, you know, talk to us about that. There's, there's entrepreneurs that listen to this, that either, you know, it is a family business and they want to keep it a family business, even though every day, you know, we're dealing with private equity fund does this venture capital fund does this like, yeah, you know what? We don't answer to anybody, but ourselves, we kind of like it. We got a business it's profitable. It employs a lot of people, you know, kind of leave us alone. Thanks for checking in. Yeah,
1: no, that's right. And our, our father who ran the business for, for uh, quite some years before I, I, I took over the CEO position. Uh, he had a lot of passion for the business, of course, and, and, and he, he wanted uh, uh, us to get involved, but it was not as, as direct, really. He had a prior background in, in, in different family companies who, 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 who did not transition well to the next generation. In, in our case, we, we are three brothers uh, now or, or, um, uh, that are operational in, in, the, in the company. So my my background is a lot in in finance and investment banking and MA, more more the type of uh, background you have I I, I presume. Uh, so I have more of a general manager manager background. And our um, other brother who is not on this call, he he is a developer and he programs and and he builds a lot of systems. So so he so we 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 had quite different. Different backgrounds and and competences, and I think as 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 it just evolved, I think it was quite natural that we also took different different positions in the company, uh, and I think as as one got involved, the other one started to get quite tempted as well, and I think now it's just fantastic that we are three three brothers here, and there are more many more other family members as well in different capacities as well in the company, uh, so um, uh, it's it, it 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 wasn't a certainty that any uh, of us would get into the business but i think once once we started to really see what we could uh, make possible with uh, with the company i think it was very natural
0: yeah and, and how are the dynamics you know richard from your standpoint um you know everyone agreeing or do you guys have a system in place for strategic direction or is it kind of come naturally
2: uh, the, the, I mean, it's a very good question. I think that, I mean, I, I think what we have is an ability to be very, very open in our, our conversations. We can be very honest with each, each other and we can be very direct. Uh, and I think that's very, very, um, I mean, that's very useful because you're able to have conversations that, you know, you can't have with, with uh, you know, uh, with with everybody, you're, you're able to have these open conversations. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Eric is the CEO, so he makes the final decisions, and we have accepted that, uh, even though we sometimes, you know, can disagree on things. But uh, we uh, absolutely make sure that Eric has the has the lead role and makes the final decisions because that's very important, I think, for a, for a company. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we obviously try and make sure that we all agree on uh, on things that we move forward, on, and and um, uh, we appreciate, uh, you know, the ability to to share information with. In, uh, within everybody, uh, between us as well, so we all quite quite uh, updated to to things so. there.
0: So when you know when you think about um, barbells and you think about plates, the word innovation or technology doesn't kind of like fall off my tongue, right? However, you know from the actual, you know whatever the composites are, whatever the strength of, of the, the the materials that you're using. And the fact that, you know, you're, you're testing the limits of the, the physics related to, to, to these composites, you know, talk to us about, you know, actually not really buying a, a barbell that we just kind of put through a, you know, a CAD drawing and, you know, it comes out the other side. So talk about that. Cause I feel like there's a lot of innovation. I was working with somebody the other day on, on uh, using graphene as a, as a composite, which, you know, weighs like one tenth 10th the weight of. You know other bicycle materials so talk to us about how you guys think about quality how you think about technology when you're you know you're moving a lot of iron right
1: yeah exactly and i think as you say i mean it's it's easy to think that it's a it's a product that might not be uh that that uh you know might not be possible to develop it as much but i mean for us i mean quality has always been at the at, at the core of what we do and and we we've been supplying the the world's strongest people for 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 so long and and it has been pushed as part of that that effort so so quality has been essential but i think what what we also want to really make happen is is to to bring design into um uh, strength equipment and i think that's been an area that has been lacking for 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 many years and i think we i mean what we strive for in the in the development team uh, at the company is really to make uh, and, and create the ultimate lifting experience for, for, for people. And, and, and we think that is done by, by creating just best-in-class, fantastically precise equipment that uh, basically feels as, is, as if it is part of your body. Uh, so so that, is, that is the driving sort of design principle for us. And then of course, I think, I think you can also not neglect the fact that we're also part of inspiring people. In the facility to get on board with this and and and, and uh try it and and develop us as as, uh, as uh, lifters so i think i think that there are different things that we that we uh, think about but we have a couple of very clear clear principles in, in terms of, of designing for for uh, top performance but also for uh, for inspiration
0: yeah so you know one of the uh, obviously everything's kind of moved back towards strength training and functional training um, you know, it's been a very proliferation here. And I think across the country and, and, uh, clearly across the world, um, you know, when you take a look at some of the, what people Instagram the most, you know, somebody told me that Olympic squats are like one of the most Instagramable things that people do in the gym, um, along with like higher dose saunas and things of that nature. Um, you know, when you think about, the people that are using your equipment, you kind of have like a cult following from a, from a a professional standpoint. Now I feel like it's kind of filtered down into, you know, like some 30 year old woman now is on the squat machine, which was never on, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So how do you think about, I know you do some color changes to to the plates, but are, is there, is there a slant towards, I want to make this co-ed or do you feel like, you know, it's, it's already that in that direction?
1: No, I mean, I think what's 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 really fantastic with with the development in the industry in the last say ten fifteen years, and I think CrossFit has been has been really a key igniter of that. Is that I mean typically it was a male dominated uh, type of uh, activity, but I mean the, the the real growth in 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 strength and lifting has really been among women, and as you say, elderly are now uh, are now lifting, uh, young people are uh, lift. So 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 it's really been a. A um, a massive shift in in the type of people who who, who engage in this type of of uh, training. I mean, we we think that's amazing, and and we also see that that the whole ideal around fitness and uh, uh, what what you strive for has changed. It's it's much more uh, focused on performance and what you can do with your body than uh, only uh, focused on 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 your looks. Uh, and it's just a fantastic uh, fantastic thing. And I think. Of course, we try and, and and cater for for that in our design. I think typically you you can probably look at our our products being more, uh, if if you say, of a Scandinavian design, uh, and that uh, might uh, cater more for for some of these groups that have really come into the market and 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 engaged with this type of uh, training.
0: How do you, how do you um? This might also be something that we you know we can ping us on. But from when you look at um, you know, a big rollout into a, a large health club chain. And obviously, they send out an RFP, you know, and they're looking at the price. But, you know, I've I've everything I've ever done, when you pay 30% less, you get 30% less quality. Like, it, it's just like a complete correlation between, you know, one, the company needs to make money that you're working with, right? They're, they're, they're a partner, they're not really, you know, a vendor, and it's a last dollar deal. So how do you position a as the highest premium quality but also you know make sure people understand yeah you can go you can go but that barbell is going to break at some point and the cost of replacing it is actually the cost differential between what i'm offering you now so like save yourself the hassle uh, yeah i mean i
2: i am um, i agree i mean that's always a conversation you have but i mean i think that I think that first and foremost, I mean, like like Eric said, we build best-in-class products. Uh, they will. It, it's just products that will last. But I mean, I, I want to go back to also, I mean, what, what's important is also just the, the people behind it, the people that you have that support, because they, they need to know, that people need to feel, I mean, I, I know you speak very highly of trust. Uh, you, you know, you need to be, you, you have to trust people that you do business with. Uh, and if that, otherwise you shouldn't be doing business with them. I think that that's where, people like having people like Hillis uh Lake who is who is you like a customer that deals with him knows that he will stand by this product no matter what happens and he has built up that trust over the past you know 30 years probably so someone who who deals with him knows that we will stand by it and I would say that goes for the whole company I mean I personally and Eric we stand by our products 100% and we are here as well so I think that that's I mean, from a you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective, I think it's just too important for for uh, you know, it has to flow everything everywhere from the top as the entrepreneur have to have to be there and and show that they that that a customer is willing to to put their trust in the in in us uh, everywhere else to, every, everywhere down to you know the people that answers the phones or packs the products or making sure that doing the installation all those things. So it's I think it's uh, it's a lot of it is I think it's based on trust, and if you can just show that. Um, it, the price becomes a little bit of a different uh, conversation
0: to have. Yeah. Interesting. You know, as you think about trust and you think about your clients, one of the themes that I've been trying to infuse over the last several months is that when you do reopen and you are back at full capacity, you know, you effectively have a showroom for people that actually want to buy home equipment. That could be, you know, a, a treadmill, it could be an elliptical, it could be, you know, a, a bench and, and weights, you know. Do you, do you see the future as, and obviously Hillis would play a role in this. So, Hillis, don't worry about your job security right now. When I, as I mentioned, this idea, we're not trying to cut you yeah. But, you know, if you like put a QR code on every piece of equipment and say, hey, if you want to buy this, you know, put your phone up, you know, and with your camera and go here and it takes you directly to the site. And, you know, the club basically becomes the, you know, affiliate. Do, do you see that happening or do you think, um, things kind of go back to normal and, and maybe people try to push away the phone more than embrace the phone when they're, you know, they're, they're working out.
1: No, I think, I think that's definitely something that is, uh, is, uh, it's going to happen. And I think we're already having, uh, those types of discussions as well with our, uh, our partners and, and customers. So I think, I think probably that, and hopefully that is one of the big shifts here. And I think that, 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 that the, health and, and, and fitness industry will really take uh, a step out and fully integrate with the rest of society. And I think the home is one place where where the the, the club can definitely play a role. Uh, and I think the uh, there are other venues as well, like the corporate wellness area, like the residential part, uh, uh, like the uh, outdoor space working together with cities. So I think this is, this is something that I think as an industry, and I think it will benefit all of us, I think, it's definitely something that we should should look at. How how can we create a much more integ- integrated and, and and comprehensive fitness experience? And and I think I think it's 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 good in that sense also to be a little bit less protective as well. I think this is where you need to be open and try to really move move fast, try and uh, and uh, figure out how how we how we can grow the the bigger pie here.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of the bigger pie, as you think about companies to that, that are trying to get acceptance of their products. Let's say like, um, you know, CBD oil as a, as an example, like it's a new use of, of the, you know, marijuana CBD, you know, to, for inflammation or for help help people go to sleep. So there's groups that are in that industry that are now trying to basically like spread the word, like they'll fund like a case study or they'll fund like education, you know, at it's obvious now that that strength training is really the only way you're going to change your body. And it's a better use of time than, you know, sitting on a treadmill for, for 30 minutes, you can do that also. But if you actually want to see physical change, you know, you got to lift weights, right? So do you feel the need to help kind of proliferate that story? Or do you feel like that's happening on its own?
1: I think, Yes yes, you you need to lift the weights to get stronger. So, so I think that's thats but you know the way the world uh, you know changes these days you you never know what will come uh, uh, around the corner. but, mm. but we, we of course have a very strong strong belief that that there, that there are some basic principles here that that, that will last for a very uh, very long time. Uh, but I, I also think it's very important to 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 ask, I mean we are in a way an established company for in the industry for so long. And we we've had a core product that's been uh, always in demand, uh, but uh, naturally we need to we need to stay very very uh, in tune as well with what's what's happening.
0: Do you sponsor weightlifters? Are you are you involved on the Olympic side? You know, or is it mostly just an equipment provider? Or how, how do you have you infused yourself uh, in that? Well, echelon? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, typically we've been mostly working with the. Uh, Different uh, championships and uh, uh, international and continental and national federations, uh, and then we do we do uh, of course engage with uh, the lifters as well as ambassadors. Uh, but the, that's 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 definitely an area where, where I think there's a, a lot of opportunity for us uh, to do even more, especially when when home and commercial and performance are merging in such a such an exciting way as it's happening right now.
0: And from a standpoint of uh, someone has a new club that they're building, or they're trying to retrofit a, you know, a racquetball court or, you know, something inside their club that they're trying to repurpose, have you gotten to the point where you feel like, okay, I'm going to actually sell you like, here's a kit for 3,000 square feet, or here's like a blueprint for 5,000. I'm basically, you know, creating the environment and that's part of the sale or, do people usually come to you and say, "I've got my own ideas, and you know, I just want to buy the equipment from you"?
2: Yeah, I both? think if, if uh, I mean, if, if if I can answer that, I think that we traditionally have been much, much more focused on uh, equipping full equip- uh, full facilities in Europe and primarily Scandinavia, actually. But that is that is changing now, uh, as as we feel like we are a com- uh, complete provider for the entire free weight area. With benches and racks and and uh, uh, you know all the free weight equipment and it's something that I mean it's obviously taking a little bit of time to uh, to build that up but we feel like we're in a very much much better position right now to be able to provide a full solution and I mean I, I think that I mean the, you know you, to your question here I mean um, I think you see a little bit on both spe- both spectrums some some buyers are very sophisticated they know exactly what they want uh, and some people just and some buyers just want to be told and and kind of educated on what would be the best um uh the best uh, products for them. So I think I think it's you know it's really it's a very you know it's a conversational uh um, it's a conversation that needs to be held with with every customer. Every customer is different here. Um and and we we basically tar, um, are able to um to tailor whatever it is that they want, I think.
0: So Eric what are some of the initiatives or or products that you're focused on in 2021 that, that our entire audience should know about.
1: Yeah, we have. I mean, we are focused on really developing our free weights and stationary strength uh, segments. So, 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 we have some very interesting new products coming out in both those categories. So, so you 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 will see uh, emerging during the year a full Eleiko strength station, which basically captures everything you need to conduct the the type of strength training that we really are passionate about uh so we have news in in both the bars and the dumbbells and uh uh we have new plates coming out uh we have a, a really exciting line of of uh racks as well in the making so we we have some very exciting uh news
0: actually that's great and the last question i have just for because you guys are both entrepreneurs running an established business we did a case study last night on at our halo academy and said to the the group, you know, you've got X amount of dollars, you're the new management team of LA fitness, you're the new management team of zoom, like, what do you do with the money? You know, when you guys think about entrepreneurs and like running at, you know, as fast a pace as you can, you know, and, and the, the cycle of change I, I was saying to somebody the other day, you know, like you used to get like a disc with like, you know, Microsoft office and then they had like a year to fix it. And then you would come out with an, another version and a couple of years later, now everything's moving faster. So do you see like your urgency of, of R and D development in your own minds is like, we got to move faster because there's a lot of other people moving fast and there's technology changes. You say, and then my dad used to run an equipment company. I, it, I, did you guys do any food service equipment back in the, in the day at a Laco? Yeah, we did. We did,
1: uh, did different waffle irons.
0: And uh, so my dad was the CEO of a company called Cecilware, which made beverage equipment company. So I used to go around the, uh, the, the floors, cappuccino machines, coffee machines, fryers, grills. So I know a Laco from, from back in the day with that. And the, I feel like the pace of of change and the pace of like new versions is now five times what it was before. So that, do you guys enjoy that? Or you're like, Hey, you know, think everything's moving a little too fast. Let's actually like get a product. Let's educate people. Let's get them to buy it before like we come out with the next version.
1: Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. Speed is fun. And, and, and the movement is fun. Uh, and so, so it's definitely not something like, I mean, we, we don't think like that. Uh, it's a funny question, though, that you, or, or the exercise that you mentioned, because we, you know, on on how to allocate the the pot of money that you might have right. to, to invest. It's one of the questions we actually between the brothers in the family. We 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 ask that to ourselves every now and then. Where do we now spend, you know, this X amount of uh, of dollars? Right. Uh, so so so, and that that's probably where where we where we fight the most on on uh, on where to actually. Uh, um, uh, spend it. so so, but uh, R and D and product development and design and innovation is the biggest one of those. Uh, but I I would also uh, really, you know, mention the, the 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 need for for a solid and reliable supply chain these days. Yeah, uh, that is critical, and we've seen it especially during the, during the pandemic when when the when the demand and the mix of products shifted so fast so rapidly. Uh, so it's just important to also. Uh, have
2: the supply chain in mind as you grow gotcha I, I would just also kind of add to that also i mean the importance of execution right now because things are moving so fast sometimes it's so easy to sit around and talk about different things but execution is just so important you're gonna be run over if you don't if you don't move that's right. just the reality of it you got to do you got to move
0: really awesome so uh, so do you guys have a uh, either a family quote or a, a, a phrase that you guys love that that uh, that sticks with you, or you guys say in a meeting, or give give us one for our uh, for our quote library.
1: Well, you actually you actually started off with our sort of corporate motto, which is really to set the bar high, be kind, and do more of what makes you stronger. Uh, but uh, otherwise, it's just to uh, let's do it. I mean, we we've been through a couple of really, you know, we have we we've had some setbacks. We had a big fire the other, you know, some years back, and uh, uh, and and different things as well. But we uh, we 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 keep constantly focused on ne- never never uh, standing still. So the movement is 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 actually a very present uh, uh, theme uh, within our conversations.
0: Yeah, Richard.
1: Uh, no, no, I,
2: I I actually would say the same thing. The the the, the movement uh, is 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 key for never sitting still. and, and I mean we're an old company. Uh, yet we are incredibly entrepreneurial in spirit. Um, really. So, I mean, you, you don't have to be a, you know, a young company to go entrepreneurial. I mean, we've been in business for yeah. six years and we still feel like we're excited waking up in the morning and, and helping people get better and stronger and faster and feeling better and all those things. So, uh, and you can only do that by, by moving forward, constantly moving forward.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, it was great having you guys on, uh, look forward to meeting you in person at a trade show when we're allowed to all, uh, uh, socialize again. And, uh, in the interim, we're going to be a, uh, a mouthpiece for, uh, for a and, uh, look forward to, uh, doing some things with you guys. We're going to do some education series. Um, so let's start working together. We uh, talk the same language when it comes to changing the world. You know, our, our mission here is we want to eradicate loneliness, diabetes, and, uh, obesity. And, you know, it's, it's by empowering and making sure that, groups like yours proliferate and and make change. So great to have you on. Thanks for uh, joining us and uh, look forward to big things and getting stronger together.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you so much.
0: As we continue to build our Halo Talks email notification database, want to offer you a free $10 instant gift card from our friends at Promotion Vault. Also, to show you how easy it is to offer your members and prospects and clients the ability to get desired actions out of them and reward them in real time, go to halotalks.com. Put your email address into the pop-up box, see how it works, get a free $10 gift card from us, and uh, keep listening and making everybody great.